Good morning, guys. And rental applications are not always perfect. Sometimes landlords are looking for the 100% tenant that's applying for their property. We're going to teach you, if it's not 100%, which is rare, how to get there. Good morning. Good morning, Sam. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's your morning been? Good, buddy. Good. How was Lisa's birthday yesterday? Mate, it was unbelievable. It was uh, 50, Lisa 50. She had fun. We had family and friends around. And um, man, it's good. It's good to be. Um, I'm just proud that she's. Pr Some people aren't proud of their age, hey? And it's just good to see her so uh, happy with herself. So, no, it was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> so easy. Let's get into it. Let's. Now, you're going to uh, talk about what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, 50-50 um, on a rental application. It can be a bit of a tricky question at times for landlords. You know, you get an application. You're not sure if you're 100% or not. Um so we're going to be talking about some tips, some tricks that landlords and tenants can use to try and get that application over the line and uh, get you a bit more secure. And, and you know, Sam, they're pretty obvious, these, these ones, that, that they don't get used. They're pretty obvious, but they don't get used. There's a couple of hacks and tricks we're going to teach you today that, you know, I think as an industry, um, we've just got to get much better at doing it. Um, and it would make life much easier on landlords and much easier on tenants if we did these these things. So um, what's what's so there, I think we, we took there was four, four points that we're going to talk about today. What's point one, Sam? So point one, landlord insurance. So Mark, for people that aren't aware of landlord insurance, what's a, a brief statement of what is landlord insurance basically? Yeah, so you can insure your, 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 um, any potential loss that you're going to have due to your tenant. You can actually insure that loss. So I guess what we're talking about this morning is having, like not having the perfect application or what, or I don't even think that exists, the perfect tenant application for a rental property. Um, some landlords will be really hard on the application that comes in saying no, 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 when actually they could be, technically they could be great tenants. Sorry, practically they could be great tenants but the application technically isn't perfect. Now, an example of that is, a, is an 18-year-old that's never rented before, moving out of house, has no, has no um, application. You can actually take out landlord insurance um, for the cost of, what's the cost of landlord insurance, Sam? Yeah, 400? Uh, yeah, I think 400, around that mark. Um, now that up to twenty five thousand dollars in uh, damage to the property, um, up to fifteen weeks rental arrears um, can be absorbed from that from that um, that insurance policy. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are, if you have got a tenant that you're accepting, um, you can take out landlord insurance and protect yourself. Obviously, a great agent is going to help protect you. But to ultimately protect you, um, you want to have that landlord insurance cover behind you if you're not if you're if you're in doubt about that tenant at all. 
Yeah, it is very important. It is, you know, um, stress-free as well, having that insurance there just to help you out where it can be. And you know what? You can always delete it, Sam. So after six months or after a year and a year and a half or whatever, because it's a one-year policy, second, third year into the policy, even six months into the policy, you can actually terminate it if, if you become comfortable with the tenant. So landlords forget you, that policy doesn't have to stick with the tenant forever. You know, it's an annual policy. You pay annually. Um, and then once you've got that seed of doubt, gone then you can actually go you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna not take out this insurance against the tenant because they are an awesome tenant yeah 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 it's very interesting let's move on to point two so we've got for the tenant side of things making that application a bit more stronger a um a good agent will recommend a tenant that you know first time renting unaware of financial security um a lot of other factors but it is really important that you know if you don't have funds available or uh, whatever the reason might be, you can actually add a parent or uh, some sort of guardian onto your lease just to provide that security. Yeah, because I think as a landlord, and I'll, again, I'll go back to an 18-year-old tenant that hasn't rented before. As a landlord, you may be thinking, you know what, I really want to give these kids a go, but I just don't want to risk it with my property. It's just too risky. And I think as a landlord, you can turn around and say, hey, you know what I'll do? Ask if his mum or dad will go on the lease. If, if, if it's a male tenant, for instance, ask if mum or dad will go on the lease um, and then we can rip them off the lease a year or two down the track once the 18-year-olds prove themselves. So you may have a 30- or 40-year-old that's, um, that's made an application on a property and the income's not strong enough or they may be on family benefits um, where... They've been paying that amount, but you're still not sure because you don't know there's technically not enough income there. You can, again, ask for someone else to come onto that lease to prop up that income on that lease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just provides that more security, um, especially when we are speaking to the landlords in regards to tenants aspect. Um, you know, it provides you that security that which might get your application over the line. So in the long run, it is most worth it just adding that extra person on the lease. Yeah, you got to, and and I think, and, and look, you can completely understand the reservations as a landlord. This is a million dollar asset, a half a million dollar asset, and this is the tenant that's going to be inside of that, um, looking after that property. So you are a bit prickly, you are a bit sensitive about who's going to go in there, uh, but you're versing vacancy as well because if the property is vacant for a week, you're losing five hundred or a thousand bucks. Um, so you sort of like you, you're a bit torn between should I just take that tenant uh, or should I wait for another one, but you may work with that tenant that's come in and that application that's come in, which again, Sam, I don't think the industry is doing enough. Uh, they're not working with the applicants enough to, to really dig deep and see if they they could potentially be just great, but we just we're not looking you're just not looking at that application in the right manner. Yeah. Another thing as well, let's move on to point three. We've got sometimes with landlords, I do speak to a lot on a daily basis and um you know, you have a new renter come in, we'll just say 18 year old, for example, and they're just worried about their property and the maintenance and, um, you know, just what's going on. So another tip as well, you can do more periodic routine inspections if need be, um, just to give you that peace of mind that everything's going smoothly and just to also keep you in the loop with what's going on. Yeah, because I, I guess, you, you know, as, as a landlord, um, you've got your agent, uh, looking after the property. As a landlord, you've got your rent coming in on a regular basis, but the stuff that can spook you is 
how's the property being looked after? Is the property being maintained? Has it been trashed? Um, you know, stuff like that. You just, you know, you're sensitive and you want to make sure your assets being looked after. Now, normally agents are doing routine inspections. They're going out there, taking photos, taking videos, and often taking the landlord. So I think as a landlord, you may want to attend all of your routine inspections. Yeah, I've been doing a lot, um, a lot of routine inspections recently, just because COVID's sort of settling down, and you know things are becoming more flexible. And I do recommend to the landlords that you do come with me and have a quick look around, um, just so you know what's going on, and that everyone's sort of on the same basis. It's important. Yeah, and then if you do, and today, what today is about is taking a fifty-fifty application uh, for your property. You're not quite sure. You're sort of fifty percent. They're going to be good, and fifty percent. They're going to be bad. You um, it's you know maybe on income or maybe on something. And how do you how do you minimise that uh, that risk? Doing that routine inspection rather than doing the routine every three or six months. You may go after tenants moved in within four weeks. You may do that routine inspection, um, and then go in and just check, have a good look around as an owner, as an agent, have a good look around again double back two months later, check again, make sure how it's been looked after well. You just don't know. So, um, and I think that's going to settle a landlord. So they've taken a tenant with that they're not really, really sure about their 50-50 on. Um, and then they've gone, they can see the rental payments consistent. They can see they've done three inspections, you know, in a close, close, maybe over a four or five month period. And they're going, you know what? They're looking after the place. They're paying the rent on time. I don't have to stress. You know, I've insured them for the loss potentially. I don't have to stress. Uh, Stephanie Laver's got a comment here. Younger applicants often um, have more to prove and can be great tenants. Um, how do you get a rental history if nobody gives you a chance? It is. Look, and, and I, I, I get, you know, look, we're not, a, we're not a charity, but these tenants that are coming through, um, they do they are worried about getting their bond back. They are worried about, um, you know, their next, you know, working up a good reference. So they often are going to be better behaved um, than most tenants. They don't know the ins and outs of the laws, so they're not as cute with technical parts of the law. Um, and generally, we don't have a lot of problems, do we, Sam, with a, no, with no, a younger no, no, tenant? No, no, no. Generally, younger tenants are, you know, they want to stay in the property. You know, they want to, like you said, want to keep that bond. Like sometimes I'll move a tenant into a property and the first question they ask me is when they're, when they're getting their bond back and they haven't even moved in yet. So, you know what I mean? It just puts it into perspective, you know, how they want to treat the property and where things are going. Yep. And again, you know, but a 50-50 application doesn't necessarily mean that you're not confident with the application because of age. Um, it can be income. Um, it can be um, employment. You know, you know, the employment is uh, is not as strong as you or as full time or consistent as you want it to be. There are after what we're talking about this morning is there's applications that that are actually that on paper they're not good tenants, but in principle they are great tenants. And how do you find that out? What can you do? Um, so we've talked about this morning uh, insuring your tenant. You can do that for only three four hundred bucks a year. Um, by the way, Sam. Your um, but get this, get this, guys. This is a cracker. A tenant offering to pay the the um, the landlord's insurance policy for them for the first year to prove themselves. 
Wow. That is bold. It's bold. It's yeah. bold. Uh, Luke Rainey's got a question. Should tenants be vaxxed? That is a tricky question, especially with COVID and, you know, the whole double vax um, movement. It's, you know, it, obviously you want to do the safest precaution as possible. Um, yeah, what, what's your opinion, Mark, on it? Well, you know, yeah, you know what's interesting? Is it going to end up on tenancy applications? Yeah. Is it going to end up on tenancy applications? Because uh, you know, doesn't mean they are a good citizen if they are if they are double vaxxed. Doesn't mean that it is less riskier for a, a routine inspection on the property. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. At the moment, look, nine out of ten Australians are anyway. But mm. um, yeah, I I I think it it doesn't at the moment. It doesn't matter for yeah. uh, for when we're assessing an application or uh, do do you? Look, I don't think it matters because it's we're looking at more so their financial and, you know, all those different aspects of how they're going to be paying the rent and how they're going to be taking care of the landlord's asset. I don't think being double vaxxed is like it's still important. Don't get me wrong. But is it a, is it a key factor? You know, is it necessary? Well, it's their home. So they're in their home. So they could, that's it. I think it's important for the agent to be. Because yeah. the agent's going in and out of all of these homes. You know, an agent can go in and out of 15 houses in a day. So I think for an agent to be double vaxxed is pretty important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a um, I had a routine, funny enough, I had a routine inspection about uh, two months ago booked in. And um, we couldn't do it. We had to do it all virtually um, from the tenants doing a quick video for us. Just because of COVID and things, it can be a bit difficult. Um, and one of the tenants actually had COVID. I got a call from them. I'm not sure why they told me. And I was like, oh, don't, please. Like, you know, it was on like a Monday morning, 8.30, and I get the call up and I'm thinking, oh, no. Like, because he's like, oh, do you still want to come around? I'm like, no, man. Like, but, you know, it's it's all part of the gig, I guess. It is. There's that risk out there. Now, before we go, is there anything else we, we can, tips we can give landlords uh, on taking um, rental applications that aren't quite 100%? That yeah, are, yeah. are maybe 50-50. Are there any more? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think a big one as well that we should note, um, just double downing on the reference checks. You know, it is very important to make sure you're calling back those references. A good agent will follow up with the references, have a dig through their social medias, have a look around just to make sure that they know the perfect tenant, or not the perfect tenant, the ideal tenant is moving into the yeah. moving into the property. Well, I think there's no such thing as a perfect tenant. I think, you know, you can always, you'll always be able to pick a tenant application to pieces. Um, but I, I, it is interesting. Social media uh, agents are checking now. Um, social media, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram on the applicants. Uh, I think landlords are checking them as well. All they need is a Christian name and a surname. And I think a landlord's having a poke around as well. But I think being a bit of an inspector, a bit of a private investigator with a tenant application when you're doing your reference checks and and then ringing if you're not quite sure on those reference checks calling for more uh references um yeah. and and digging and or more information can actually beef up and make so rather than just canning the application saying nah actually digging a bit deeper and saying look can we get access to these to maybe these statements can we get access to um you know 
talk to the employer again and just dig around a little bit more. I think, you know, rather than just canning it. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree with you. Like, at times, um, you need that extra reference just to make sure that you know that this is a good tenant to put into the property. Yep. And um, I've noticed um, sometimes tenants take so much pride on, on quality of an application. They'll put mm. photos of themselves um, or even photos of their pets. Luke Marini um, mentioned writing a letter to the landlord if that could be sent over to the landlord. I think that personal touch, the big one this morning we haven't spoken about, but I think that personal touch is very, very important. You know, you know, meeting, if you're applying on a rental property, meeting the agent that's going to assess the application I think is great. If you can do it at the open house, if you can do that in their office, I think that personal touch that Luke has mentioned is really, really important. Yeah, I, I agree with Luke 100% on that one. Um, another one, when I first started out, I was you know, going through applications, just trying to get my head around things. And an application came through. Um, it was a guy and his dog. I think it was three-year-old Staffy or something like that. And um, he actually made a resume for the dog to go to the property. And I was like, is this normal? Because I was just starting out. I was like, it was dog's name, date of birth, brief description, what it likes. And I'm thinking, what's, what's going on? But, you know, nonetheless, he got the property. Um, it was a really, really nice guy and, you know, everything checked out. But it just shows, you know, just have some fun with it as well. Big time. Buddy, thank you very much. Hope we helped everyone out there today. Awesome. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your day, Mark. Thanks, Legend. Take care. Thanks.